News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Dave Alexander, and we are on Making Your Home Great. Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing uh, joining me today, and we're going to be uh, talking about your house. It's uh, really a Saturday of open lines since we don't have someone else in the studio, but that's all right. The phones are working. And here it is. Here is the telephone number, 919-860-9783. Call right now. Tim's going to help you out with uh, your home remodeling or, or uh, repair questions. Or, you know, he might uh, get to the point where he's saying, I don't know, I've got to look at it. Uh, 919-860-9783. Tim, how are you? Good. How are you, Dave? You feel like sharing where you've been? You, I think you've been traveling all over the place. <laughs> well, lately I have. I was in uh, uh, Seattle and uh, Las Vegas um, a couple weeks ago, yeah. and um, I was at a roofing conference, the uh, International Roofing Expo, and yeah, that was in Las Vegas. And, and uh, Seattle, I was out visiting family. That's where I was born. Uh-huh. So I was out visiting grandma and grandpa and aunts and uncles before I went to Vegas. You went but, to a roofing conference. Yep. Is is it the kind of thing that something changes every year that you have to go back every year and see the well, latest products? Yeah, it's a it's a national roofing conference. It's called the International Roofing Expo, and we have people from all over the world. We actually had uh, ten thousand attendees this year. It was the largest ever, and uh, the expo itself, which is the exhibit hall, yeah, uh, where most of the vendors are, they were at an all time high as well. So it was a the biggest show of all time for the IRE, which is put on by the NRCA, which is a National Roofing Contractors Association, which uh, we are members of. Yeah, and um, they do it. They alternate the the locations every year. They're either uh, Las Vegas one year, uh, New Orleans another year. They hit the middle of the country then, and then of course Orlando for the eastern side of the the country. And um, Good stuff. You know, you're networking, and you're mm-hmm. you're going to classes, and uh, you're meeting with vendors. So there are new products, and you're learning uh, the do's and don'ts of uh, of this mechanism of installation or this product. And uh, so, yeah, I'm always learning something when I'm when I'm there. What I'm impressed about home construction and home repair is that people are really behind the scenes trying to figure out a way. To make it so that there, you're, you're going to do it right the first time, you know what I mean? That uh, it's almost like the skill of the installer doesn't have to be as high because we're we're getting the product down to the point where you put it in place. You know, the, 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 you dummy proof it in some ways. Yep. Uh, well, you know what you need to think about as a homeowner slash owner of a building yeah. as well is, you know, what are your priorities? How do you classify when you look at things one through seven mm-hmm. as far as quality, low price, reliability, uh, warranties, things like that? You need to uh, classify your number one priority. And, and what is that? Is it quality or is it low price? It can't be both. They don't go together. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Um, you know, what's your second highest level of priority? What's your third? And what I find is... Um, people that want it done right, as we mentioned last week in some previous uh, shows here, is 
you save money when you get it done right. It may cost you a little bit more up front, but it's done. Right. And also the benefits of the energy savings and, and all the other things that come with that on yeah. top of it. Yeah. Tim Feruzzi is the owner of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And there's not too many areas he won't touch in the house. He's talked to us about the the, the fact that electricity is not his, it's not his forte. And I think HVAC is not something you handle ordinarily on yeah, your own. Uh, yep, yep. We're not licensed with heating and air, but you know we can answer some simple questions. But we don't. We're not licensed to install it. And the telephone number today is nine one nine. Eight six zero nine seven eight three. Consider this your open line. Uh, call Tim and find out what it is that we would you might want to have done, and just get some ideas about it. If you're about to take on a project, and you think, huh, maybe I maybe I should call somebody and find out what the real problem. You know, you know what I mean. Uh, maybe I should see whether I I need to hire somebody or whether Tim thinks I can handle this. Now, Tim and I have consulted on things in my house, and he has told me, don't even pick up a paintbrush. Just stay away from it. He saw me try to hammer a nail, and it turned out it was a screw. Hey, there you go. <laughs> you can't, apparently what, Tim, you can't hammer a screw in a wall? Well, you shouldn't. You're you shouldn't? Per- you're defeating the whole purpose of what a screw is. I have no idea. Well, I was using the butt end of a power drill. I mean, is aren't those the tool and the... <laughs> The hardware is supposed to be the together. No, I guess sometimes not. sometimes people will start a screw by yes. lightly tapping it in, and of course tearing it from there. But you want to screw it in, obviously. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, the things you learn on this show are amazing, really. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. As I've said before, Grandma had uh, a crack in her uh, crawl space, a crack in her uh, foundation, and a and moisture in her crawl space. Um, and you might too, and t- Tim will tell you why that's a bad thing. Uh, you want to call him up right now, 919-860-9783. Uh, I neglected to mention our AccuWeather forecast, uh, which does include a relatively nice day today. We're up to 53 for our high, overnight low near 31. Clearly, the worm has turned in terms of uh, highs and lows over the next couple of days. Uh, with Sunday, a possibility of morning snow with tonight's overnight load near 31. You can tell that's kind of on the cusp, but accumulation is not expected. And then a high temperature on a Sunday of 48 degrees. Right now, 46, Real Field 43, News Radio 680 WPTF. Tim Ferruzzi with, uh, with us, and your phone calls also at 919 so, Tim, what new products did you learn about for the uh, uh, for roofing? Well, you know, um, coatings, one thing, and I've, I've known about coatings, and uh, we've used them for years and years on roofing. Um, say you have a low-pitch roof, maybe you have a rubber roof yeah. on, a, on a screen porch, or maybe you have a metal roof that needs some attention. Maybe you have an old tar roof that you're trying to get a few more years out of. Um, coatings are uh, an item that work and can save you money. You just need to make sure that uh, they're installed properly and that you clean the surface. Some of the coatings out there are there's some urethanes, um, there's an elastomeric, elastomeric product, and the latest and greatest is um, 
silicone, and uh, we're doing a lot of commercial repairs and a few residential. When you say coatings, do you mean, Tim, a liquid kind of substance? It is, yep. It's a coating, and it comes in on some of these low-pitch roofs that you have. And, uh, for instance, we did a uh, large uh, industrial project, came in and did some repair work for them, and instead of them spending, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, they were able to come in and do the project for just under 30000 and uh, which is good for them because they were able to expense it one year. Yeah. versus having to do a capital expense with a new roof. And it's going to buy them some time and allow them to continue to use their equipment and the facility. So we were able to do some coatings uh, around the facility and solve a lot of problems that they had. And we used a silicone coating. And uh, it was a big project, and but it worked for them. And they're probably going to get another, you know, five to ten years of life out of that roof uh, before they have to do something major. So it, it's... You know, it, it'll save you a lot of money. You you really want to make sure you do it right. The surface has to be cleaned and prepped. Yeah. And, um, of course, temperature and, and uh, the day of the week, uh, as far as the weather and when the weather hits, is all important. And then having people that are qualified to do the work and the, the right application uh, products and then how the seams are done. A lot of people don't realize on metal roofs that, you know, water has uh, the ability to to go uphill uh, on low-pitch roofs and even higher-pitch roofs. So you've got to make sure you use butyl tapes and things of that kind at the seams, uh, usually the horizontal seams that are on the, a vertical surface. So you have to take out the fasteners and put in a butyl tape, and you'll see a lot of these uh, warehouses and things where the butyl tape was never used, and people don't understand that the water can run backwards up four or five inches. And, and come into the facility. Yeah. Due to, I believe it's hydrostatic pressure. I'm not sure exactly what the technical term is. Capillarity. I'm going to call it capillarity. Well, yeah, cap, the capillary effect. Is, capillary is effect, of course. Yep, yep, yep. That, that's one of them. <laughs> I have no idea, Good Tim. job, Dave. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just thinking of my elementary school teacher and a stock of celery and some red water in a, in a, in a yep. glass. Yep. Was the and, experiment. Know, that, that also affects, uh, I've seen some situations where people had uh, water running up in their walls and they didn't know where it was coming from. And it was not even coming from the roof. It was coming from the ground. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. right up in their masonry. All right. Telephone number 919-860-9783. Ask Tim any question about your house or even whatever structure you've got. You've, you've got a shed, you've got an uh, uh, office building, go ahead. Throw out the question, 919-860-9783. I'm going to give you a, a number, and we're going to find out the significance of the number in a couple of minutes. 58000 and I promise it's not a price. It's not an estimate of what I'm going to pay for the repairs of my house. 58000 a very important number. Uh, coming up on the show, 919-860-9783, another good number. News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. Dave Alexander along with Tim Peruzzi. Tim, of course, from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And we'll give uh, contact information and uh, uh, website and uh, all that stuff in just a moment. Ameev from Kerry has a roofing question for you, Tim. Ameev, welcome to the show. How can I help you? 
Yeah, hi. Um, I was told I have a hail damage to my roof, and I called my insurance company. Yeah. And they sent an adjuster, and they confirmed a minor hail damage. You know, my question is, and they put some circles, you know, threw some circles in the roof. So my question is, what if, what happened? What's the downside if I ignore the problem and I don't, like, change my roof? Oh, I mean, that, that ultimate question, do we repair it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Tim, my, what do you think? You know, um, my view is if, if you've had a lot of, you know, we had that hailstorm. You said you're in Cary? He is in Cary, yes. Okay. Well, we had that hailstorm and... Um, we had the hailstorm in uh, May of uh, 2016 that came through Gary mm-hmm. and Morrisville, and it did a lot of damage. And there were a lot of roofs that uh, were replaced over there. Yeah. And um, but you still see where people were denied claims, and uh, you know I think that's just unfair that you know five of your neighbors got new roofs, but you didn't get a new one, and you were right they're right in the immediate area, so you know your home got hit by hail real bad. Um, the problem with hail damage is a lot of times it won't show its real effects until years later because of what it does to the to the asphalt and to the um, uh, the uh, fiberglass lining that's down below. Your your shingles are built with layers of product that uh, create the shingle, and um, so if you really have a concern for it, I would uh, I would call the insurance company back and have a second opinion done. Uh, and you have the right to do that, and you also have a right to file retroactively years, you know, up to years, uh, if you feel like you have a problem later on that was caused by that. The other thing I've seen some people do, we just did a roof recently, and we had looked at a job for him two years ago, and he was being denied, so he contacted a public adjuster. Uh, public adjusters work on your interest, and, and they know all the ins and outs of working with the insurance company, and he finally was able to get it settled, and there was all kinds of interior damage, too, related to, to the roof damage that he had. But he was continually denied, and he just finally took my advice, hired a public adjuster, and then two years later, he called me up and said, let's do this. I've, I've been settled, and I want to get this done. Two so years later? It took two years for him to finally get the insurance company to, uh, to resolve the situation. So, you know, I'm not saying it's always going to take that long, but at least... You know, you've got you've got insurance for a reason, and you do see insurance companies trying to you know uh, cut their losses, yeah, uh, and and not cut their losses, and 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 the way they handle people, and some are better than others, some adjusters are better than others. So, if you feel like you got hail damage, you need to pursue it and uh, be the squeaky uh, squeaky uh, wheel. I've got a question about that. I moved. Uh, I may have uh, dropped off the line, but. He has a tin roof. If I understood the phone call, he's got a tin roof, and they identified where there were dents in the yep. roof. Yep. Is there any? Is there any downside? Is there any way to repair that that doesn't involve lifting the roof off and putting a new piece no. of tin down? Nope. There's no yeah, bondo for roofs. No, I look. <laughs> It was too much expansion and contraction for Bondo to work in that kind of environment because yeah. of the heating and cooling and condensation. And, you know, metal roofs, they have to move. Uh, panels typically are not supposed to be fully fastened down so tight that they can't move laterally um, uh, or vertically. So 
to be able to expand and protract and, and for the panels to move. And huh. when you don't, when you see them not moving, that's when you've got, uh, you know, all kinds of different looks, uh, warping and things like that to happen yeah. with the product. But I looked at a roof, uh, at several metal roofs, uh, recently. One was in, um, Lewisburg, I believe, and they had, they had just put the roof on three years ago. Yeah. And it was a large home. And the hailstorm came through, uh, I guess a year or so ago and just pummeled it. Yeah. And um, they were going to have to do a lot of work because the metal runs up under the siding as well on the on the sidewalls. So all that siding has to come off in order to get the flashings behind the walls. So very very involved job. And and some people don't even don't even realize they have hail damage until after the fact. And that's that's unfortunate because it's a legitimate claim when you do have hail come through. Tim, at some point. I think tin roofs got a bad reputation. I don't know whether it's because of sheds, you know, that people would build a shed and then they put a tin roof up, or the, you know, a lot of do-it-yourself kind of things. Is a, is a metal roof actually a, a high-quality product? Well, here's the, here's the issue. There's different metal roofs. Yeah. The metal roofs you see going up uh, in a lot of places, mostly in the rural areas, um, those metal roofs have fasteners going through the face of the metal. So the metal panel itself is a great product. It's when you start fastening through the face of it with exposed fasteners that are just uh, have a washer between the fastener itself and the, the metal panel. Yeah. That's the problem. So uh, the standing seam metal roof, on the other hand, where you have no exposed fasteners, the fasteners are built into the seam and totally covered. That is an excellent metal roof, but they're pricey, um, and most people don't don't go that route. You'll see them on mountain home, beach homes, yeah. high end homes, and, and you'll see them on other homes too. But it's it's rare, and of course, commercial buildings use a lot of um, you know uh, the ones you see in office complexes. They use a lot of metal roofs as well, yeah. Whether it be for show or, or really working, um, but that's the way to go versus these exposed fasteners. I've I've gone in and, and I've pulled off some of these things, and you'll see immediately, it's been going on for years, but you'll see immediately when you open it up that uh, probably two and ten fasteners was probably leaking from day one. Yeah. And they never saw it in the house. Yeah, well, you would assume it. I mean, if you take something that's impermeable, like a piece of metal, then you pop a hole in it with a, with a yeah. hammer and a nail, or in my case, a screw... And and the and the wooden end of the hammer, um, you know, you would you, exactly. you would you would make a leak. This is how you get a leak. And so a lot of these guys, what they'll do is they'll just put the they'll leave the shingle roof on the home, and uh, they'll put the metal right on top of that, hoping that the uh, shingle roof acts as another gasket <laughs> around the fastener that's gone through the metal, and um, in a sense that does work to some extent, but it really, that's not the way you do a roof. You're supposed to take off the shingle roof, and uh, you also want to add synthetic underlayments below the metal roof, and where you have transitions, you want to do some, some other things where you have a high high pitch going to a low pitch. You need to do more than just a synthetic underlayment. You might need to use uh, a rubber or a smooth, a smooth um, weather 
uh, ice and water shield with a smooth surface, not a granule surface. You never want a granule surface uh, scraping up against the metal roof over time. Just the expansion and contraction of the material yeah. will just, will just it's like sandpaper. It's going to wear it out from underneath? It'll, it'll wear it out from underneath. Yeah, okay. And that's the other issue with the nailing the exposed fasteners through the, through the metal roof is these roofs are meant to move. So when you put a fastener through there, what happens? The panels move or try to move, and they waller out. The, the holes get wallered out, so yeah. then you have future leaks. Well, Tim, now I'm scared about my roof. I, I don't have a tin roof, uh, but I've got, a, I've got some questions about it. We raise them as they come up on the tail end of other people's questions. Um, but, you know, I've known people who have called roofing contractors and and they say, yeah, we'll just come in and we'll put another roof on top of the other roof. I think you just told me that that's not a good idea. No, that's not necessarily a, a terrible idea. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, you can put shingles over shingles. You want to make sure there's a separation layer. You don't want to put tin or metal roof or aluminum roof. Tin, when you say tin roof, you're really speaking of the old original tin roofs on these old farmhouses. Those roofs are very good roofs. Yeah. The problem is, is a lot of times they weren't taken care of, so they rust out to the point where you have to put so many coatings on them. Right. They're really not, not holding up. But um, those roofs are a different type of roof than what are being installed uh, today. All right. Um, and and so, we're going to get into that. Yeah. Or anything else that anybody else wants to present us with. Uh, Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. On our show today, it's uh, all the way to 4 o'clock. Love to have you on the show at 919-860-9783 at WPTF. From the Making Your Home Great News Center, I'm Dave Alexander, along with Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Uh, Tim, the United States created 234,000 jobs in February. Isn't that great news? Yeah, I saw that on. Uh, I think that was Friday, wasn't it? They announced yeah, that it, we Friday? have. Yeah, Friday, they uh, they announced it. construction led the way. Of course, fifty-eight thousand jobs. Uh, manufacturing also up with twenty-eight thousand jobs, and retail was actually down, but that's all right. If we get if we get construction and manufacturing straightened around, uh, we're good. Well, those are your leaders. And yep. those are big indicators of what's coming. Yep. And, uh, you know, with all the, the baby boomers uh, and uh, people just not wanting to move, they're improving the properties. And there's also been a lot of uh, uh, deferred maintenance done yeah. or not done. Yes. And uh, people are finally getting around to doing their projects. I would encourage people to, when they're out in their yard during these nice days, to take a look around and uh, look behind the bushes, look at the home and see... Uh, what might be starting or, or not starting so they can get ahead of it before it gets too expensive to fix these things. Yeah. I've got Danny and Durham waiting, but let me just uh, fill in story number two. Lowe's is closing the gap with Home Depot. Of course, Lowe's is a, a North Carolina-based company, and Home Depot is still about $30 million, sorry, billion dollars in revenue different from the other one. All right, so you know there's still a significant gap, but it's closing, and Lowe's is growing um, pretty well. They did they did have some mixed job news that they were shifting people from the front office to the floor, 
And that meant some white-collar folks lost their jobs over in western North Carolina. But still, it does mean that they're, they're, they're doing what needs to be done. Danny in Durham, you got a question, I think, uh, for Tim Ferruzzi. Hi, Danny. Welcome. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, I just, uh, I just uh, tuned in, so I may, somebody may have already asked this. I've got a, a 24 by uh, 56 mobile home, uh, double out, obviously, and uh, it has one peak, you know, like a little front porch, one stoop, I should say. Uh, what is the process on this? It's shingled. Now, I was, I, I'm a, and I was thinking that you would go in and maybe uh, on top of the shingles put some maybe one buys or two buys, and then put the roofing on top of that. Am I anywhere as close to being correct? Well, you're saying that uh, the stoop out front is just part of the original roof and had shingles on it as well, and you're looking at re-roofing the house. Yeah, it's 20 years old, and it's got to happen pretty darn soon. The uh, the it's got the, the chipboard up there, and the un- deck gum under. The worst thing about it is uh, underneath the chipboard, instead of having two befores, it's just got those darn little two by twos. So it's real risky up there walking. Yeah. At, you know. So well, here's here's my recommendation. Uh, you shouldn't have to. First of all, you got to be careful of the weight because you're right. Mobile homes are typically built out of two by twos and not anything that's really structural like a home might have, a regular home. So uh, most of the time what we do is we just strip off the shingles, and if there's any plywood damage, we'll replace those pieces of plywood, and then we re-roof the house with a synthetic underlayment and shingles, and, of course, we hand nail. We do a lot of other extra things that uh, should be done, but just uh, just stripping off the roof and, and re-roofing it and replacing any plywood damage should all should be all you need. Now, if you need another layer of plywood, you know, your roof can probably handle that, but I don't see any need to have to put down one-by-fours and strip it out and create any kind of a gap. Well, I was, I was thinking about going with the metal rather than with shingles. Oh, I see. Okay, if you're going to do that, um, you could do it that way. I still think you might be better off uh, tearing off the uh, shingles and just putting the metal right on top of the uh, plywood with a synthetic underlayment divider. Uh, you wouldn't use uh, tar paper like they used to? Uh, what? Tar, tar paper has has decreased in quality. Uh, what they used to call 15-pound and 30-pound right. is now technically uh, called number 15 and number 30 because they've taken the poundage of asphalt out of the product, so it's no longer technically can be called. 15 pounds, 30 pounds. So basically, as everything, they've cheapened it up. And uh, so synthetic underlayment is what's recommended under metal. And we use synthetic underlayment under our roofs, under our shingle roofs as well. We just, we don't even use tar paper anymore. A lot of guys still are using it, but we got away from it years ago. When they did the um, tax credit on uh, on shingles just for two years back in 08 and 09, the government said if you use synthetic underlayment, under an energy star shingle, you would get a tax credit. So as soon as we saw that, we looked at the studies and we switched to synthetic underlayment from them forward. Okay. Typically, what would that run for a uh, 24 by? I know you, I know you can't pin it down right now, but for just for a 24 by, uh, I think it's 56. Yeah, it's it's hard to say over the phone. Uh, I would really uh, we offer free estimates, and I'm sure most of the other guys out there offer free estimates. But I would just contact us or uh, some other roofers and, and get an estimate 
and uh, just make sure you're comparing apples to apples. Because if you're looking just for the price, then you need to make sure that you know you're that you, this guy's doing the same thing as the other guy's doing. Right. Uh, it's, it's been a, it, it was a it, it's been a darn good place to live for a mobile home. Yeah. I mean, I I yeah. have been tickled to death with it, but uh, I know sooner or later I might have some roof, and I want to get it done before I actually end up having uh, some damage up there. Yeah. So the key the key with mobile homes too is the ventilation. Typically, the pitches are so low that you got to, the way the ridge vent is done or not done, whether you use 750 vents for ventilation and uh, the ceilings, whether they're vaulted or not, those are important considerations. So you need to make sure you're, you know, you're putting back the things the right way. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I certainly appreciate it, sir. You have a good day. Yes, sir. You too. All right, Danny. Thank you very much. News Radio 680 WPTF. You heard from Tim Ferruzzi there of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And Danny, uh, I'm going to give out the number 919-676-5969. Tim, confirm that I did that correctly. Yeah, that's right. My old job, I wasn't good at that at all. Yeah, Uh, and you can also find us online at uh, handyhelpers.com. Yep. H-A-N-D-Y, helpers. Dot com and then also highlandroofingnc.com. Right. Highlandroofingnc.com and handyhelpers.com or 919-676-5969. Of course, you want the you know the advice right here, and you can only want to kind of kick the tires and pick Tim's brain about something. This is a good idea to do it. He just mentioned he'll come out and take a look at your roof. You're not charging for, for the first visit to... An estimate, yeah, that kind of thing? Estimate. Yeah, we don't charge for estimates. Yeah, but, but you could, we're not charging you anything for any sort of advice around here. Uh, telephone number is 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. Call us up, talk to Tim uh, on the program. We're uh, kind of, uh, I'm not going to say we're open lines and subject lists, but it's your subject. This show is really for you. You want to call up and talk to Tim and get an answer to something or get some advice, this is a good way to do it. 919-860-9783. Making your home great on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. Our telephone number on Making Your Home Great is 919 919- 860-9783. The phone lines are totally open. Totally open right now. 919-860-9783. Dave Alexander along with Tim Ferruzzi. So, Tim, the uh, kind of we're above the upper floor here. We've been on the roof for a while uh during today's show. Yep. Um do you do I I you're constantly surprising me because you started this conversation maybe 45 minutes ago mentioning some large-scale job. I think it was even a commercial job. Am I correct? Yes, it was you, a commercial job. And you weren't describing it. You just kind of mentioned it. Oh, yeah, by the way. And then a fellow calls in, and he's got a, a double-wide. He's got a mobile home. And you say, yeah, we'll come out and take a look at that. And what we do, you're indicating to me you've done this sort of thing before. Oh, yes. 30, so, 30 years. 30 years. When when somebody has a, uh, he's got a 20-year-old mobile home, 
does is it necessarily so that you're going to have to open it up to the sky? In other words, uh, have you ever gotten to the point where you've you've taken the top off the the mobile home or top off a, uh, a uh, structure? That's that's, uh, that's rare that you have to take all the plywood off of it. I, I definitely wouldn't recommend doing a second layer on a mobile home just because of the the again the two by two construction of the roof system. Yeah. Um, but opening it up and taking the old shingles off and replacing the plywood that's necessary. I think on mobile homes I've, I've had to replace, um, on one particular one, maybe 20, 20 sheets worth. Yeah. And I think we did have to go back and put another layer of plywood over the whole entire roof, which really doesn't weigh that much in a per-square-foot scenario. But you mm-hmm. don't see that very often. Most of the time you're up there, you might replace two or three sheets at the most, and then just re-single it. All right. Telephone number here is 919-860-9783. If you want to go uh, farther south in your uh, your house, that's totally fine. Uh, Tim will do, you know, soup to nuts on many of the things that are, uh, I don't know, got you concerned about your building right now. Uh, through handyhelpers.com or Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Uh, and Tim will answer your questions here at 919-860-9783. Now, I've got a suggestion for you. If you ever find yourself with Tim at those awkward backward parties or backyard parties and you don't know anything about the other fella, just ask Tim about bio, what are they again? Bio? Bioaerosols. Bioaerosols. <laughs> just, just get a fresh soda. You know what I'm saying? Get yourself a beverage and make sure it's full, and then turn to Tim Feruzzi and say, so what about bioaerosols? Is this a bad thing? Because <laughs> he's, he's fascinated that's a good, by it. That's a, good, that's a good icebreaker, huh? It is a good icebreaker. Well, for you it is. It won't work with anybody else. <laughs> so what are, what are bioaerosols? Well, well, well I, I enjoy the science of the construction business. It, it, a lot of people just simplify this uh this business down to, to just uh, laborers yeah. uh, p- pounding a nail, and it really is not not at all. Your home or your build- building is a system, mm-hmm. and uh, how it handles air, hand- how it handles body heat, how it handles uh, interior and exterior water, uh, and a whole slew of factors that are real important. What is the right product to use on your house? Um, what's going to save you energy, what's going to save you money, what's going to last the longest. All these are considerations that have to be addressed, and if they're not, you're just spinning your wheels and wasting your money. And Tim, on that subject of bioaerosols, uh, you've been at this a while, and many of us are living in homes that were constructed 30 years ago or even older or longer ago. Uh, What's the biggest mistake we've made over the last few decades well we've we've cheapened things up we're using yes our products generally are better engineered uh and remember that the building code is is called the minimum building code yeah so when someone builds a house nine times out of ten they're doing the minimum building code meaning they're using the, the thinnest plywood allowed the thinnest lumber allowed uh this type of lumber uh this type of nail this type of plumbing Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just because a products have been engineered better, supposedly, doesn't mean you should cheapen up uh, 
the labor and to try to take the labor out of the field and put it in the in the factories by creating these engineered products. And uh, my view is, why not go with a thicker plywood? Why not use a better piece of lumber? Why not use better plumbing? Why not use better shingles, better underlayments, yeah. a better way of installing? And and when you and you know what, it works. Um, I'm not for everybody. You know, our company doesn't serve everybody. We're serving the people that that want a good job. If you want a good job, we're the guys to call. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for low price in the short run, call somebody else. If you're looking for low price in the long run, call guys like us that have been doing it a while and have learned and care. And and speaking of bioaerosols, yeah, you know, going back to what you just asked a minute ago before I got off on that tangent, is you know we our houses people were taking gutters off in the nineties. Um, now they're putting them all back up because they realize the importance of gutters. Mm-hmm. And we're in the gutter business as well. Um, you know, the overhangs have decreased over the years. Uh, the quality of the windows have decreased, the doors. Um, again, people take the gutters off. Uh, just lots of different things in construction that just, you know, should be better, and, and they're not. You just said that the quality of the windows has decreased? The because I windows. hear I hear people talking about their windows like, you know, it could be freezing outside, and be no, you won't even feel it inside. Well, let's look at that. Windows have have decreased. If you go by a, uh, and, and that was taken, and let's not look at it in a vacuum. Yeah. You look at that. You look at a window as far as its thermal capabilities and the willing the ability to keep the weather out, they have increased in quality. But generally, if you go by a wood window, whether it be thermal or not, thermal meaning the glass, uh, the pane of glass has a thermal gap. So you have two pieces of glass with a, you know, either an argon gas or just, you know, vacuumed out, you know, just air or whatever gas they decide to use inside there. Yeah. The window that's made out of wood is not comparable to the window that was made out of wood 40 or 50 years ago. If you put it to the weather and let it sit, the new window will rot out very quickly. Yeah. Whereas the old windows that were built the old way with the better wood, they don't. So that's what I meant by window quality. Yeah. Well, I'm here to challenge you. You know what I'm saying? You say something. Yeah. Get the, 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 yeah, you got to clarify it for the, me sometimes so I can clarify what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, the, I'm going to agree with you on quality. I was actually going to hold this question for, for the time that we do have a, an electrician in here. But this is the one thing that... Uh, developed in my house the individual electrical sockets wore out now my parents house they never wore out yeah they never were that that house is 50 years old and it's not wearing out now mine 15 years old we've replaced a couple of sockets that were gray and black you know or had that spray of electricity you know the black on the the outside of the thing and, I t- and the the fellow who came by he says well you know we just when it was constructed they just put the cheapest thing in well let me give you an example yeah please i'm in, I'm, I'm in down downtown dc right now as we speak yes here with my my, my family my wife uh, my daughter had a field trip here so cool we decided to join her we've got about a minute but go ahead yep so i'm standing i'm standing in the uh 
in the lot of a probably a 200-year-old church, maybe a 150-year-old church. Yeah. And they just don't build them like this anymore. And it goes back to your electrical outlet. Yep. Everything's a churn and burn nowadays. People are, the manufacturers are building these things so they do go obsolete and break very soon so they can turn around and sell you another one. Yeah. Yep. No, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. And and we're all so price conscious that we've actually traded away products that were made higher in quality for the other stuff. So we'll get into that and anything you want to talk about here uh, about your home, making your home great. A News Radio 680 WPTF, another hour with Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing, and myself, Dave Alexander, on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, every Saturday, 2 to 4, it's making your home great. And if your house is already great, that's okay. We, you know, it's going to need regular maintenance, and we've got people who know all about that. Tim Ferruzzi with Dave Alexander, Tim with Handy Helpers, and Highland Residential Roofing. And we've, uh, Tim got Chris waiting uh, on uh, from Keenansville. Chris, how are you? Doing fine. What's the weather like in Duplin County right now? It's a little bit chilly. Yeah, we noticed that around here, too. All right, sir, what's going on? Well, I got a door, and it's a flushing. It's thirty year old apartment. Yeah. And I, uh, I don't know how to deep sink those screws or what kind of screws I need to sink in that door flushing at the bottom. It's a bevel flushing because it's not flush with the wood. So uh, I was wondering how deep should I sink it? Should they be galvanized screws? So. Let me ask you a couple things. How old is the door? The door's 30 years. 30 years old. So are you? is it one of those uh, thresholds that has the adjustable screws in the bottom to go up and down? No. Okay. So you're replacing the threshold? Is that what you're doing? No, I'm just, I'm just flushing it with the bottom of the bubble. It's a bubble flushing with a... Yep. Uh, so you but just chew this away from the board, and I don't know how deep that board is, or if it's a two before, or if it's a one by six, or a one before, or nothing. I'm just sinking the screw in, and I'm not sure how deep it should go. Okay, so you're doing that because the door is rubbing the, the threshold. The screw came out. This, you know, it's got thirty years on it, and it's made by yeah. engineers, so we know it's pretty good stuff, and it's yeah. been around a while. But yeah. we just don't know how deep to sink those screws not okay. to hit the concrete below that or the foundation below that. Yeah. And well, still have it tight and, and flush. Have it tight and, uh, uh, it's got, it's got uh, all types of rubberized stuff around it, uh, right. to, uh, to make sure we don't get water in it. But it's all the time leaking water all the time. But so we're not doing something right. And so we're taking up the screws, and now we need to know what kind of screws or how deep the sink. Okay. So you have a crawl space? No. You're on a slab? Yes. Okay. So um, if you're on a slab, uh, that makes it a little trickier. If you're on a crawl space, you could probably use a 
two and a half, three inch screw, and uh, it would need to be galvanized or screwed, several of them. If you're on a slab, what you're probably going to have to do is if you don't take up the threshold and, and glue it down and, and drill some pilot holes and then drop in a couple screws, uh, you're going to have to use some special uh, masonry schools like uh, screws like Capcoms to be able to go through that slab to be able to lay it down. And if it is buckled up a little bit, you might want to squeeze some sealant up under there for weather purposes, water purposes, and also it can help adhere, but it's not going to be able to be a primary adhere. You're going to have to use screws. So these Capcom screws, and there's several other products out there, they're blue, and um, that threshold is probably no thicker than an inch or so, maybe an inch and a quarter. So I would say you'd need to get uh, a fairly thick Capcom screw. You don't want anything too thin to where it's going to break when you're putting it in. And the screw needs to be at least two inches long, maybe two and a half inches long. And you're going to want to pre-drill your holes with a masonry bit. Um, and they'll tell you that on the Capcom uh, screw package when you buy them. That is great, Tim. I'm going to do just what you said. I, yes, sir. I appreciate yes, sir. it, Tim. Hope that helps. Yes, sir. Chris, thanks a lot. And it, the, the, I, you know who I want to hear from today, Tim, is the uh, fellow who you gave advice to about cutting a hole in the uh, in his basement uh-huh. for, for an escape window. Uh-huh. I, because I, I just think people are just tremendously... Um, I don't know, ambitious at times. Uh, I'd like to hear from him or anybody else who's doing something in their house. They want a little advice. 919-860-9783. At 3.30, we're going to do another version of the uh, news, kind of construction news. But I got to ask you about this one. I got to ask you when you've got time, and you do now. Home, no, 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 I'm looking at the wrong one. Somebody is suing one of the home, yeah, one of the home construction places. It's a, um, it's a lawsuit over the fact that a two-by-four isn't a two-by-four. That, in fact, it's smaller than a two-by-four, isn't it? There is a class action lawsuit in Illinois, in Chicago. They are suing Home Depot based on the idea that the lumber is not the same size as advertised. A 2x4 is actually 3.5 by 3.5 by 6 foot. That's what they said for their 2x4. Does any of this make sense? Um, so, yes, a 2x4. Actually, I'm sorry about that. I gave the wrong dimensions. It's 1.5 by 3.5, and then, of course, an 8-foot 2x4. Yes, so um, 2x4s for years and years have had a nominal um, sizing of inch and a half by three and a half inches, and I think that's been that way for at least 40 years, if not longer, so I'm not sure sure if they're going to have any basis on that suit, considering how long it's been like that, but uh, years ago... 100 years ago, they were originally two inches by four inches. Yeah. But all lumber has has that issue where they're really not the sizes that they state that they are. Right. And except, for the, except for the lengths. The lengths are usually 
Right. And answer still longer than they state. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. I, I'm just stunned by it. In searching, see, I saw the story, then lost track of where it came from, and I go, went searching for it. Mm-hmm. Lowe's got sued in 2014 for the same thing, that the nominal size. Now, I remember going into Lowe's and seeing that it says two-by-fours or it says studs, right? Yeah. And then next to it, there's an actual size yep. that you tell exactly what the size is. Well, just because they were sued, that doesn't mean that they were they lost. Do you know if they lost the suit? Uh, you know, the funny thing is about the Internet, theoretically, you can find anything. Well, yeah, it's called fake news. Well, yeah, but the, the other thing is <laughs> when the story changes, nobody goes back and fixes their old story. Uh, a judge actually ordered him to pay a bunch of money on this on this idea. Now, a smarter judge might have come along six months later and said, "Stop it, just yeah. stop." Okay, yeah. but it's just so it, there are more ways to get sued than there are not to get sued. Uh huh. And that and and that's why lawyers have got sure. such nice offices and, and cars and cars and cars. All right. Tim Ferruzzi and Dave Alexander, we are uh, on the radio program making your home great. Ray in Raleigh wants to talk about tuba force. Ray, how are you? Good Lord, that was fast. <laughs> yeah, well, I f- figured you, you know, you wanted to be on the radio. What's up? Yeah, I, I thought I'd call you with uh, an explanation that I heard many, many, many years ago about yeah. why a 2x4 is not a 2x4. Okay. Originally, they were cutting at, at full 2x4, but now there's a finished size. Which I think for a while was uh, inch and five eighths by uh, three and five eighths, and then they dropped that to inch and a half by three and a half. Yeah, but that's that's the finished size after they plane it down and make it smooth and slick and everything else, and that's how two by fours became smaller. The compl- because, of the, because they went from rough to to uh, plane down to a finished product. That makes sense. Yeah, that and uh, of course the cutting corners, like you guys talked about earlier. Exactly. Exactly. The, and you the, know everything now is built around the two by four stud, the insulation, yeah, even two by sixes. So it's so far into the game, you really couldn't change it and 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 have an effective building. Everything would have to change because everything works around those numbers. The fellow wants. No, go ahead, Ray. I'm just surprised a lawyer did this, taking that case up. I mean, that's ridiculous. That lawyer must be stupid. He wants to include everybody who bought a two by four in Illinois over the last three years. Now, here's the funny thing. Now, I'm not really good with math on my feet, but I know what kind of math we need to do. Two inches by four inches has a size. That's a definite size. Yes. Compared to 1.5 times 3.5, what we need to do is track everybody down who bought a 2x4, figure out what the dimension was of the wood that he got cheated from. Right? He didn't yep. buy as much wood as he paid for. But it's easier to say 2x4 than it is easier than to say 1.5 by 3.5. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we should. He's going to end up giving everybody a piece of veneer. <laughs> right. 
just to, just to level it out, right? Well, and if he's going to do that, he, he might as well go after the advertisers of how the cheeseburgers look on TV as well. Yes, how they how they are when you actually get them. You're absolutely right. All right, Ray. Thank you. Hey, have a blessed week. I appreciate it. You yeah. too. All right, take, take care. care. See, here's the other thing. I I rented a movie once called The Never Ending Story, and it was only an hour and a half. I want my money back. What other things are advertised incorrectly like that? We know it's not a two-by-four. You know something? If they started making two-by-four exactly, it'd goof up everything. You wouldn't be able to build a house right. Yeah, yeah. And that that should be the whole basis for the suit being released is is that fact right there. The whole building industry uh, works with those numbers. Right. Plus, we're all not dumb. That's all I'm saying. We're not all dumb. All right, 919-860-9783 is our telephone number. If you want to come in, jump in and comment on the, the lawsuit over 2 by 4s or anything else, 919-860-9783. My, my day-long sucker didn't last all day, so I want my money back. 919-860-9783. Making your home great on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. Making your home great every Saturday afternoon till uh, 4 o'clock. 2 till 4. 919-860-9783 is our number. I know I should know that. It sounded like I was asking you. No, I know that it's on from 2 till 4. And I hope you tell your neighbors we're having fun here on Saturday afternoons and getting things done. If you've got a home improvement project, call us and brag about it. 919-860-9783. Sunny today, high near 53, overnight low 31. And we could get some morning snow Sunday morning. And Sunday's your high is 48. So there's no impact necessarily in the long term, even for the work week. Sorry, 48 degrees, real feel 43, Dave Alexander along with Tim Ferruzzi. And believe it or not, Tim, we're talking two by fours. Now, uh, Frank in Raleigh wants to talk about a slightly different subject. He's a little off the topic, but let's take him anyway. Frank, how are you? Well, thank you, sir, for welcoming diversity onto your show. I, I will allow some diversity, but of course you got to, you know, tell your neighbors about the show and make the point that we don't talk about Frank's topic all the time. Tell me, well, Frank, what are you concerned about here? Well, sir, I think we've got a critical problem here. Yeah? I mean, well, what's that? I've, uh, I find that a 38 special, and I'm not talking about the rock band either. No, 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 no. 38 special is actually point three. Five eight inches in diameter. Oh yeah, point three eight. Yeah. So I think we've got a situation here. I will also point out with our uh, homage to our European brothers. Yes, yeah, yeah. The nine millimeter parabellum is point three five five, and in fact inferior in this respect to the thirty eight special. And Frank, I have to admit that along those lines. When, the last time I bought a kilo of cocaine, it was slack-filled. It wasn't a full kilo. Well, you just don't know where to buy them, man. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Frank. 
Have a good day. All right, bye. I knew we'd get some somewhere we'd work in nine millimeters. Uh, Danny and Andrew, welcome to the show. You are on Making Your Home Great on WPTF. Hey, how you doing today, sir? Yeah, what's up? Hey, uh, just a comment on your two befores. Yes. Uh, I used to frame houses several years ago, and we actually uh, had a house that was so long that on the plans, when you're building the house, it'll say, uh, say your room is 12 foot, and it'll say four inches, and then it might be three feet, and then four inches. Well, on the plan, see, each time you have a uh, four inch, you're losing a half inch on the actual walls. So I, I was laying out a house one time and got to the very end down there, and uh, the window wasn't working out where it was supposed to be on the wall. And we finally, and we were trying to figure out why. And so the contractor and I went back and we kept adding it together and we figured out that it was the four inches. We were losing a half inch every time we laid out a room. You were losing because a two by four isn't truly four inches wide or two inches wide. Yes, sir. That's correct. Yeah. Wow. And and what I really should have done is I should have went, uh, say the room was 12 foot, I should have went. Uh, 12 foot two, and then yep. said an inch and three quarters each way of that to keep from losing my half inch each time. Yeah. And yet, at the same time, four, fourth graders will not study fractions <laughs> because they don't think they're ever going to need it. That's true. Yeah. Danny, thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. Tell your buddies about the show, okay? Uh, yes, sir. I will. Thank right, you. Thanks. I appreciate that. Tim, he's got to remeasure. I should have yeah. asked him what he do. What he do? Ray in Nashville thinks he understands. He's got a two by four explanation. How you doing, Ray? Doing good. How you all doing? Good. We're about three minutes away from news, but that's all right. Tell us what you know about two by fours. Sorry about the news, but that happened. It's all right. Um. Uh, well, the two by four, like everything, is going to depress everybody, but uh, it. it this, this legality part, it's a uh, name. Yeah. Anything that's given in a product, as long as you give uh, the dimensions and specs on it, that's all you need. You can call an elephant a kangaroo. You can call it whatever you want. It uh -huh. doesn't matter as long as it's backed accordingly. Oh, and your uh, uh, the two four thing that just mentioned here. Yes. When you do it on the on the prints. That, that's the finish. They'll say uh, they'll say right on on the prints. Uh, I forgot the slang, but finish. So a two a two before finish with half inch sheetrock would be actually four inches. Uh -huh. uh, that. And uh, as far as you're getting your money back on your uh, kilo of blow, they haven't been able to find a lawyer that successfully wanted to uh, sue a drug dealer. So you might yeah. be out of that too. You're probably right. <laughs> All right, thank you, Ray. Sorry about that. All right, take care. Have a good day. I appreciate it. You know, we talk about uh, windows and doors all day, Tim. But you mentioned how big a 2x4 is, and the phone lights up. So, I don't know. Yep. Interesting topic. It, 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 to me, it is. I just thought that was weird that it actually happened twice with two different home uh, construction places. Um, they treat you good when you go into the uh, home improvement places, Tim? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, we, we buy a lot of home. Yeah. I see they've got, at the one near me, preferred... No, they call it pro parking um, for you fellows. Yeah. I don't, I, I just park there anyway, Tim. 
Well, you're a pro because you're on the show. I'm on the show. I'm uh, I'm on the show. And, and anybody who's called is a pro too, so they can now park. Oh, I like that. All right, here's the deal. Uh, Tim Feruzzi is offering up the parking lot. Uh, new rules if you call making your home great between now and 4 o'clock this afternoon on WPTF <laughs> at 919-860-9783. You can park in the Lumber Place's parking lot in the pro area. Hey, by the way, I got something funny to tell you. We, so, you know we got about a half a minute before the news? So I'm in D.C., and uh, it's really cold up here, so I have to get out at one of these street vendors and get a, a knit hat or a, a beanie to wear. So yeah. I go through all the hats, and I couldn't find one I liked until I ran across one that says FBI. So I've been wearing a hat that says FBI all the time. I like weekend. it. I like it. <laughs> all right, Tim. We're talking with Tim all afternoon. Well, another half hour. Making your home great. From the uh, Making Your Home Great News Center, or is it Newsroom? Nah, it's a news center. News Center. Uh, I'm Dave Alexander, along with Tim Feruzzi. Um, and your news in home improvement, Home De- Depot's legal battles over that 2014 data breach may be over. They're, this week they announced they're paying $25 million to banks and credit unions who had to mop up the mess. Anybody remember that? I had, I actually had to get a new card because of this. Um, there, for months, people were siphoning the numbers from Home Depot's uh, purchases. Otherwise, in the news, construction is the leading growth area in the economy. Fifty-eight thousand new construction jobs uh, were announced in February, or at least you know people got hired. Manufacturing also big, and Lowe's is using virtual reality to help home improvement do-it-yourselfers. Apparently, you put on goggles and you, you, you know, I don't know. You imagine what it would be like to do your home construction. I don't think that's going to work, Tim. It's just not. All right. Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Tim, what's going on in your world? Well, um, just uh, lots of projects. Uh, even in the you know slower time of year, January and February are usually our uh, several of our slower months, and uh, we're doing very well. Um, so, looking forward to a very good year based on the first uh, part of this quarter, and um, we've got um, room additions going on, lots of roofing work, exterior work, uh, bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, you name it, we're doing it. I was impressed uh, with an off-air conversation you had with one of the fellows who, who comes in here and, and does shows. And it was just sort of a, I don't think it's a guy you work with because he sort of does other things in the construction industry. And you said, how, do, how are things? He said, you know, it's pretty good. Yeah. And you agreed. It's nice when the people kind of match up with the same story. If you're in this industry, this might be uh, an excellent year. 2017 is, well, you know, the, 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 the high quality, uh, um, what, turnaround in the economy? Just around the corner, they say. So yeah, that looks like it's going to be a good year. 2016 was, um, as we discussed uh, in a recent show, was uh, the third quarter, uh, the fourth quarter was uh, really good. 
Yeah. The first second first quarter was okay too, but the second and third quarter were were off, and we were still very busy. But uh, based on uh, my experiences and talking to fellow uh, contractors, uh, the second and third quarter uh, of sixteen were were really off, and I think it probably had a lot to do with the uh, the political environment. Yeah, people really didn't know what they were going to do. It's not so much. I'll bet you that it's not so much that people were waiting, thinking, well, this person's going to get elected or the other person's going to get elected. It has more to do with uncertainty, just knowing kind of what you're going to face in Washington. Um, well, and, I'm, and, I, and I bet that the, the big boys, like the Koch brothers and uh, uh, all the other guys way up at the top that uh, normally spend lots of money on big contracts, probably pulled back the, uh, pulled back the you know, tightened up the belts. And, uh, you know, they like to see what happens. And, of course, once they open up the gates, it slows down. All right. So if you've got a home improvement project, you just want to kind of run by Tim, whether it's a do-it-yourselfer kind of thing or something you're going to hire somebody for, here's the number, 919-860-9783. In a moment, I'm going to give you Tim's off-air number, but this is the one if you want to talk to him in the next 20 minutes. 919-860-9783. 48 degrees right now with a high near 53. Overnight low near 31. Turning cloudy and cooler in the afternoon and evening. And we're going to be looking at a possibility of Sunday morning snow that really is going to disappear even if it collects anywhere. Uh, But... Sunday's high is 48 degrees. And Charles in Raleigh has a question. How you doing, Charles? Good to hear from you. Hi, Charles. Oh, I forgot to push the button marked air. Hi, Charles. What's going on? Uh, hi. Um, we are looking to uh, change around the front entrance of our house. We currently have a bay window that is is stuck on the front of the house, and we were actually... Uh, thinking about making that our front entrance mm-hmm. and doing like a little a little covered porch across that mm-hmm. and then carrying a porch across the front of the house. Mm-hmm. And I guess my question, a couple questions on that. Um, at what point is it beneficial to get an architect involved versus uh, somebody that does like design and build work? Well, you know, I would, uh, to answer your question, um, you can certainly call an architect or a draftsman. Um, uh, obviously, a draftsman is going to save you some money, and uh, there are some very good draftsmen out there. Uh, sometimes architects might be too busy to, to do a project that small. Uh, not always, but, uh, you know, they're they're quite busy, especially in uh, RTP. Um, the, you know, just calling a contractor that you trust um, that has experience might be able to help you as well, whether, you know, to tell you whether this can be done or not. You don't always need a draftsman or something like that. It's just a structural issue that has to be looked at. If, you know, are you raising your height of your... Is the, is the door going to be higher than the existing window top now? Yeah. Or are they about the same? No, lower? about the same. So it doesn't sound like it's going to be that complicated of a project. So I think you could just call a contractor or two and 
have them look at it and render their opinion, and then, of course, you weigh in, and if you feel like you need a draftsman or if the contractor tells you you need a draftsman at that point, then, or an architect, you, you pursue it further. All right, and is that something that Handy Helpers does, that kind of thing, or do you yes, all... Sir. Yes, sir. Okay, sure all right. Yep. Charles, right. do you have access to pencil and paper right now? I do. 919 is the area code, of course. 676-5969. is the number for Tim. 5969. That's yep. it. 5969, yep. Okay. Be happy to come out and take a look at it for you. All right. And do you, is there, um, is there a, a charge for consultation? No, or okay. There's no charge to come out and take a look. No, sir. Now, Charles, okay. your telephone number today, your telephone call today cost $100. But that's <laughs> okay, payable so to me. The check's in the mail. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate take it. Take care. Thanks a lot, right. Charles. Now, Thanks. what he's describing, Tim, is uh, that's really, that's not a big finagle, is it? Um, no, it, should, it shouldn't be that complicated. Um you know, I guess the issues would be where's the other door? Yeah. Uh, do you obviously you probably have to build a porch for this and mm-hmm. you eliminate the other door? So it just has to be. You know, we just have to look at it and see. There's lots of different variables, but I don't think it's uh, uh, that complicated. I always worry about the most expensive words in home construction while we're at it. You know, you you say, well, you I got these windows, and while we're at it. We're going to get into the siding, right? Can I replace windows without getting into the siding? Yes. As long as they're not bigger, right? Or I don't know. Yes. Well, they need to be. Yes, you can. They need to be somewhat similar size, and it depends on if you're doing vinyl replacement windows versus a complete replacement of the whole unit. Yeah. Um, But most of the time, you should be able to to do that without. having to do any siding work. You might have to do some brick molding, trim work around the window on the outside, but even mm-hmm. that's even that's rare if you've got a good contractor that um, knows what he's doing and gets the right measurements on the windows. Yeah. A good contractor, a great contractor who knows what he's doing. we got to make sure we have that. Honestly. There are some people who, are, you know, I'm, I'm big on do-it-yourself, and I'm uh, I'm sympathetic with guys who are one man bands, but I really want to hire somebody who's done something for a while. And how? how what do you suggest in terms of hiring somebody to do a piece of work on your property? What do you look for? What would you look for if you couldn't do it yourself? You're talking about me? Yeah. Um, I think uh, are they members of uh, professional associations such as. Um, the trade associations, are they members with that? Um, are they a member of the BBB? I think is another important item. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, how long have they been in business? And, you know, because some guys get in this business and they last, you know, two to five years and they find out it's not for them and it's a revolving door. Yeah. Uh, because the barriers of entry are so low to get in this business. And um, really with guys like that, it's, you, you don't have anything to come back to because they're gone before you know it. So, mm-hmm. 
you know, someone that's made a commitment to stay in the business a while, and, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't give a guy that's been in the business for two or three years a chance, because those are the guys that might end up being in business for 20, 40 years. Everybody needs a, a, a break, but it depends on what your experiences have been. You know, a lot of people bring uh, what they've uh, witnessed uh, to to the table when they make a decision on who they hire, and uh, you know, if you if you've done enough improvements around your home, you uh, and hire out a lot of people, you know uh, what's out there, and you finally just get to a point where you want to uh, get the right guy, right, right through. Well, talking about the right guy, three o'clock next week, Lewis Sadler is going to be in here uh, from Sadler Construction. We're talking about the open um, open plans. Uh, for a home aging in place, uh, the kind of construction that uh, uh, suits a person uh, in their 20s and in their 70s and beyond. Uh, that's 3 o'clock on this show. Last segment, your phone calls appreciated, 919-860-9783, 919-860-9783. Tim Ferruzzi with Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing and Dave Alexander, who couldn't Hang a mirror without help. A News Radio 680, WPTF. News Radio 680, WPTF. Quick AccuWeather forecast does call for a possibility of some snow overnight. It's Sunday morning, really. Uh, overnight low near 31, partly cloudy overnight. Uh, and then for Sunday, some morning snow, but a high near 48. Then another cold day going into, or a cold overnight going into Monday with some afternoon rain for the first day of the work week. 48 degrees, Real Feel 43, News Radio 680 WPTF. Telephone number to talk to Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing is 919 860 9783 on the radio. And Tim, I wasn't kidding about needing help to hang a mirror. I, uh, Tim, I actually broke a thumb hanging a picture. Okay. So I'm, uh, you guys who do home construction, I get, you got, you got my respect. Okay. And the thing was, Tim, it wasn't even my thumb. And, <laughs> He was so angry. Oh, man, that guy was angry. Anyway, just remember, yeah, call Tim, you. not Dave. Um, and Tim's number, 919-676-5969. And the websites, why don't you, Tim, why don't you tell us the websites? Yes, uh, handyhelpers.com. And Highland Residential Roofing.com. And you can find us for our gutter business and our dry sealed crawl space business on either of those um, uh, websites uh, as well. And there's an email. You can email us right through our websites uh, if you have any questions on any, anything. And, and I'm always open to give advice over the phone if people want to call and just, uh, you know, have a few questions about something that's going on on their property. Uh, I'd be happy to help them. Dry seal crawl spaces. What does that look like, and why do I need it? Well, you know, moisture is a con moisture is a concern under our houses because uh, a large percentage of it, uh, what's under your house, ends up in your house as far as uh, 
air. And uh, you want to make sure that you're not getting any structural damage under your home, um, as well as the bioaerosols. Structural is what most people are worried about. Uh, You do come across situations where people can smell things inside their home uh, that are coming from underneath the house as well. So, um, you know, there's lots of different ways to do a a crawl space issue. There's different levels, as we've talked about before. You can go full-scale humidifier, eliminate uh, foundation vents, and do a dry field crawl space. As we mentioned, it's like a shower cap on your head, but upside down. Yeah. Stopping all the groundwater and moisture from coming up through the ground uh, to your insulation and structure. Yeah. Uh, and then you can do just uh, vapor barriers, sand, uh, and just all kinds of different combinations. And then sometimes there's things you can do outdoors, uh, like just putting on a good set of gutters, replacing your old gutters, uh, things like that that can help a lot, or, or addressing some wood rot that you have around your house that might be contributing to the water under the house. All right. George in Goldsboro, you're on News Radio 680, WPTF with Tim Ferruzzi. Hey, George. Hey, uh, Dave. I What's wanted that? to ask Tim something. Yeah. To yes, uh, put the plastic under your house while you go enclose the whole, uh, you know, the ground and the, and the uh, foundation walls and what have you. For a house that's 32 foot by, say, 48 or 50 foot, what would it cost? Do you have any idea? Um, I, I don't have an idea of what that would cost without seeing it because there's about 15 other variables or more that have to be considered. So everyone's, every one of them are different. Uh, you'd re- I'd really have to come out and uh, take a look underneath. And take a look. It depends yes, on what kind of debris was in your way in this sort of thing. Well, yeah, how how deep is the crawl space? How wet is the crawl space? Is it higher above the ground uh, or lower than the ground outside? Uh, how many tiers you have? Two foot Lots. or better. Yeah. So, you can crawl around you know, not, pretty good if it wasn't for the duct work. Yeah. You know, it's just a hard question to answer over the phone. It's really something uh-huh. that has to be looked at by 90% of the guys that do that. If someone gives you a price over the phone, um, you know, they're just going to give you a very rough estimate, and uh, it's, I wouldn't advise it. It's just you're not going to get the information you need. George, I someone, uh, it may have been a termite man, come here and put plastic on the yeah. ground, just lay it yes. on the ground, you know, and I yes. guess yes, fasten sir. it down somewhat. Yes, sir. That helps some, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a six mil, that's a vapor barrier. So uh, termite guys, termite construction, you know, uh, exterminators, they typically know what they're doing because they've got liability. Uh, so when they sell you something, it's related to the chemicals and things that they are using. Uh, uh-huh. So they have to be knowledgeable about what they're doing. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I was just wondering if you might give some idea because I wondered what it might cost. George, I've got a question for you. Yeah. What is going on that you are now considering it? In other uh, words, do you have standing no. water under the home? No, no. I never have had any water. It's, it's good dry. Did the bug fella test the wood? Uh, oh, it's been so long. I've been here living here since uh, 55. Uh-huh. No, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, I don't know that you did, but it's, it's dry under there. I've never had water standing 
during all that rain, that Saturday, it yeah. rained, what, 17, 18 inches? Yeah. Water standing in my yard. It was, it was not under my house. I'm reasonably sure. Yeah. Well, that's good. You're in good shape. Yeah, I think so. Well, I enjoyed the show, but I missed David on Sunday. God bless you. Thank you, George. <laughs> Thank you, George. Thank George, you George, you are aware that I like my day off on Sundays. You know that, right? Oh, I, yeah, I figured that. What's the boy down there? What's his name? Uh, Frank. Frank, yeah, he's doing well. He's doing well, yeah. Yeah, I listen. I, I, I don't have anything else to do, so I just listen to the flea market. All right. George, thank you very much. Uh, take, care, take care now. Bye-bye. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot. Oh, that's nice. It's nice to be remembered. Um, Tim, what else should we talk about in the last uh, two and a half minutes of this radio show? Well, um, how about the exterior repairs? Sure. So, um, you know, when people are looking outdoors as it warms up and trying to see what's going on with their house, a couple notes. Uh, remember, in North Carolina, eastern North Carolina, central North Carolina, you need to paint your house about every five to eight years. Sometimes people think that they can go eight to 12 years and that's not the case just because you don't see ceiling paint and things doesn't mean you don't need your house painted. One of the telltale signs of it is uh, are you starting to get rot? So people should look around their house and look at the windows, look at the doors down at the bottom, um, look at their siding, look at the corners, look at the corners under their gutters, uh, look around their fireplaces if they have fireplaces and just do a thorough analysis of what's going on. And there's lots of different uh, things that can be done as far as materials, whether you go back with a fiber cement, like a hardy plank material, or um, plastic now is a big option for replacing wood. So if you have these problem areas, you can use plastic so it doesn't happen again. Um, So keep that in mind and uh, make sure that you're replacing the material from joint to joint. You don't want to come in and just do a little one-foot patches, you want to make sure, because then you're creating another joint. Mm-hmm. You want to go back to the original joint when you're replacing your materials. Tim, and thank then, you. you. Know, and, then, and then vinyl siding is always an option as well. So uh, there are lots of different choices, but you just got to make sure that you're looking at things properly and, 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 and maintaining your home. All right. Next week on this radio show, Lewis Sadler of Sadler Construction on Making Your Home Great, along with Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Thank you, Tim. Yep. Take take care take of yourself. Care. We'll talk to you next week on this radio show, and I'm looking for your phone calls next week also on Making Your Home Great. News Radio 680, WPTF. <laughs>